So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another video of ZGN Talks. And today we'll be talking to you about what most business owners do not share with you about starting and growing a business successfully from scratch in 2020. So people probably hear us talking about credit a lot. I yeah. love credit. I used to not like it at all. I've constantly, throughout my whole life, people have always bashed it. It's going to put you in debt. You're going to be irresponsible. You're going to go into deep debt, yep. struggle getting a house, struggling getting a car, all these worst case scenarios. And we kind of, when we first started out in business, we kind of went with that sort of mindset into actually you know, using credit with our business. We were kind of just cash heavy using our debit cards. Now when I see people use debit cards, it absolutely breaks my heart. I'll be in classic, so I'll buy something. Yeah. Like, Please don't tell me that's a debit card. They're like, that is a debit card. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people grew up thinking, you know, I think we talked about this previously, that credit cards aren't good. The second you get into business, you realize like, hey, the vast majority of businesses operate off credit, whether that's, you know, filling inventory or it's paying employees just for like the little laps between when you get inventory, and when you actually sell it, almost every single business out there uses credit. And you know, when you get into business, you have to get really, really comfortable using credit or you're going to be having a little bit of a hard time. Exactly. So that brings us into our first point, knowing how to leverage credit. Now, mm -hmm. when we were at first, for example, selling on eBay, eBay is the first example that comes up to mind. Yep what or i'd say the profit not even revenue full-on profit that you make off ebay is solely dependent of the amount of capital you put in it's a capital intensive business then time intensive but mainly capital intensive and you know we were capped by the amount of liquid capital we had because say for example you have 30k in your bank you yep. don't want to go ahead and use up fit even 50 percent of that that's a small amount right yep credit absolutely changes the game because you know you're purchasing this inventory you're given a lot more room now at first when we started we didn't have high credit limits yep. we can kind of build trust with these companies but over time these limits rose and we were able to leverage credit that not only allowed us to be quote-unquote more ballsy with investments yeah but lots of perks came with it yeah and it also obviously leverage your credit obviously increased your profit margin as well friends if you put in fifteen thousand dollars and you're only going cash so you make ten percent of that you know which is about standard for most business in america mainly old fashioned businesses kind of wear that down compared to like e-com, but like, let's just say you make 10% on that. That's, you know, 1.5 K on 15,000. But if you have, you know, leverage that you have to pay, let's just say 1% of 5% of, and you're allowed to borrow up to another $30,000, then your margins, then you're going to be making about four and a half K minus that 5% for borrowing. So you, as you can see, obviously putting in 15 K, you're going to be getting, I mean, putting in 15 K now you're going to be getting back three times more if you have a lot of leverage. And that's what you, some fundamentals you just have to learn in business. You have to get really comfortable with proving a concept, um, proving it's scalable, and then just blowing it up with credit lines. That's what most people don't talk about. Exactly. And for example, with their e-commerce businesses, once we saw a certain product selling well, we were instantly able to buy more inventory with credit, mm -hmm. knowing that the product's already selling, we'll be able to pay back. We know, yes, you want to be calculated. You don't want to just blow something up yep. without running all the numbers. But, you know, you start off small. Say you have a $50,000 credit lines on multiple lines. You're not just going to go ahead and blow 30000 you Yep. No. We you do want to stay a little bit. Exactly. We want to stay above 30%, see how it's working, have money coming in, paying off the card because we don't just want a credit company to trust us and then we end up abusing their trust and then we're not able to get other cards that they offer. Yeah, so I, I think a lot we we learned a lot about credit in our eBay days for those who don't know pretty much we wholesaled or we drop shipped on eBay. 
And obviously we would use credit to fill our orders because say we only had a couple thousand dollars, you can only fill a couple thousand dollars. So basically having credit allowed us to fill a lot more orders, get a lot higher ROI and no overall just make better money on eBay. And then when it ended up transitioning into Amazon, yep. Amazon was way more capital intensive. Now yep. we were able to put in a certain amount into inventory. And, but when we went to Amazon, that is really when we ended up get, or getting accepted for more cards. So for example, chase cars, those are not easy to get. Even if you bank with Chase, yep. it's not super easy to get their business cards. And we ended up sending a business bank account with Chase. And personally, for my personal cards, it took me around a year to get approved for my first Chase card. And they do, and then they have the best perks. And they're also much more lenient, I'd say, with credit lines than American Expresses. Yeah, and I would have to say, well, eh. I, I've seen a lot of credit lines from American Express as well. I think they're both pretty neck and neck, honestly. But Chase is super hard to get approved for. Usually they look for at least a year of credit history. Um, obviously, the one above 700. And they will want to hopefully see you bank with them as they have more data on you. But yeah, I think from Amazon, you know, we learned a lot of filling orders with credit and purchasing inventory and credit. I think that's where the majority of our bulk of our knowledge came from. Um, because quite frankly, if we didn't have those credit lines, our ROI would be a lot lower than if we are just using pure cash. Exactly. So the point that we're trying to make here is whether your family members saying credit is bad, your teachers, professors saying don't rely too much off credit. Or for example, Dave Ramsey. Yep. We know how that guy. Um, all with all respect to him, he gives great value. But for we working know, class people, exactly. We know how he feels about credit, guys. If you're running a business and you already have a proven concept with cash flow coming in or some sort of profit coming in that you know you'd be able to then pay back. Start slowly scaling it with credit because you don't want to be handicapped by the current liquidity that you, you know, maybe have in your bank account. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, I think I kind of want to segue into our second topic. Uh, most people don't share about growth is systemization. Um, you know, people, when they're growing business, don't understand that there's just times where you can't be doing everything. got to start hiring out. So how we use that is now, for example, there are certain skills that we don't know how to do. Yep. Now. We didn't learn about fully systemizing and outsourcing until Amazon. Yep. And with Amazon, we knew how to do product. We, we pretty much knew the whole business model yep. at the back of our hand, but it was getting super time consuming. All these orders, customer support, you know, it's tedious tasks that we know. Say, for example, doing this would cost us each three hours a day. I'd personally assume that because Amazon is a business anyone can run. You're not learning any ridiculous skills that could be life-changing yep. later on. You like know? once you learn the bulk of the, of the business model, it's pretty straightforward. Exactly. It's a cash flow business. It's mm -hmm. not something that will be – the skills that you take away from it, The you'll take away certain business concepts. But actual you know, product research, that's not a skill that you'll be able to take with you for the rest of your life that will get you to say, yeah. quote-unquote, the next level. So – what we did is we took our time to account opportunity costs. Say, for example, each day we're working three hours each on the business. Why mm -hmm. not pay someone $5 an hour overseas to do that for us? And we can spend those three hours over a day now learning something that's much more beneficial to our long-term skills. Yeah, I think the concept behind that, you know, as you as you stated, was opportunity cost. Now, for those guys who don't know, dropped out of college in my last year of getting an economics degree. So I had like three more econ class to go, but I consider myself pretty knowledgeable in economics. <laughs> uh, for you guys that don't know, opportunity cost, basically what you're giving up. Uh, basically the next best thing you're giving up uh, when you're putting your time towards something else. So for instance, if we were doing product research for three hours a day, that means we couldn't be, let's say for instance, doing more, like for instance, if we were doing product research for three hours a day, I mean, that was taking away time from, you know, looking at other ventures that we could go into. Um, and you know, it really comes down to opportunity cost. You value your time at $150 an hour, then why are you spending three, why are you spending three hours on something you could pay someone $10 to do? Um, I think that's kind of what it comes down to is you have to determine how much your time is worth. And if, 
you can pay someone less than what your time's worth, then you do it every time. Exactly. So kind of just an, as an example of how we outsourced our Amazon business. So there are different parts to this business. There's product mm-hmm. research, customers, taking care of customer yes, support is huge. <laughs> I'd say that's the main thing. And then listing products and fulfilling the orders. Now yep. we have three different VAs. We'd have one VA doing product research and listing the inventory. We'd have another VA actually fulfilling the inventory. Mm-hmm. And then we have a third one who out obviously more fluent in English, which <laughs> we conduct our interviews through. They're the ones taking care of our customer support. And every single week we'd have a uh, meeting with one of them. And also something we did was we never really took had them all in one call because something that I've always feared was, for example, t- taking on two people doing product research, right? Because mm-hmm. on Amazon, you can't just list, 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 right? Amazon's yeah. going to get sketched out by that. What we did was we got one person to do the product research and we didn't want to put them in touch with our other VAs because what if competition arose yeah. and they were constantly going against one each other? We didn't want that in our company culture. And also we don't want the same person doing multiple things because again, on Amazon, on one store, you can't just be listing 50 products a day. Yeah, because in Amazon's algorithms get sketched out, they like audit you, it's a super annoying. Correct. But um, for those of you guys that don't, for those of you guys don't know what exactly we're talking about, we sell on Amazon. Um, I feel like we should use this YouTube channel as kind of an analogy as well, sure. because I think there's a lot more relatable for people, and sure. they, they understand this market is more visual. Sure. <laughs> so, um, pretty much leave it this way. So, Mitch and I had to build this whole studio, and then now we have obviously we have an editor do our um, edit our, edit our videos, and we also have someone do our thumbnails. And you know the reason we had people do this is because quite frankly it wasn't worth our time to be editing videos or doing thumbnails. So that takes a lot of time. Sure. Like if we were to do it, if we were to edit these videos, probably take like an hour a day. And quite frankly, you know, our time's better spent elsewhere. The same thing with thumbnails. Like we're not, we're also obviously not super specialized. You know, Mitch does it make some banger thumbnails. So I've seen, I've seen them, but um, you know, it's just more worth our time to send to somebody else to do. Uh, so we can yeah. focus our time elsewhere on, you know, making these videos and actually being fully merged in the content, doing your research, being knowledgeable, and you know, going on to our other ventures and managing your Amazon. Yeah, stores. it's all system in place. We record this video, take out the SD cards, transfer them onto a laptop, email it to the editor, the editor adds it, emails it back. We upload it. We already have someone doing another thumbnail on the side. He sends it back to us. We upload it. Then we have another employee doing SEO for us. So once the video is uploaded on YouTube, it goes ahead, does the description, the title, SEOs, all of it. Yep. And head of growth, bro. We should probably <laughs> exactly we should probably outsource people having to upload it but it doesn't take us that much time yeah. so why run costs yeah down? so when we upload like 10 minutes yeah we upload it pretty much i just do it before i go to sleep type it in okay upload to youtube to go to sleep when i wake up it's done so exactly. it doesn't take up that much space but we, we can look at you know having that done and you know just it comes a lot of it comes down to, you know specialization people can just do things better than you like we're mm-hmm. not we're not going to take our time and learn be really really good at doing thumbnails um, like you are good. We're not about it. You're not, you know, you're not about to spend 20% becoming a master. So I'd rather just hire somebody out and pay that extra a couple dollars and per video yeah, and get the, it done. The way I kind of view it is, <clears throat> for example, editing videos, I'm not that great at editing. You could edit it. Yep. But for example, something that would take you two hours to edit could take someone else 30 minutes. So why not pay them that amount? Because someone's that been, someone that has been editing videos for the past 10 years, you're not going to be better than them because you haven't even been doing it for a few years, right? Exactly. And again, everyone learns at different speeds. But then again, he already has the skill. Why would you spend time learning it if that's not something you want to fully commit to when instead say you want to be a lawyer, why practice editing videos where you could pay someone to do that and you could go, you know, practice whatever skill you want to choose. Exactly. So at the end of the day, guys, it comes down to opportunity costs, hire people for, you know, if your time better spent elsewhere, hire someone to do a task. That's pretty exactly. much it. So yeah, I'd say that pretty much covers. So credit, systemizing, outsourcing, and also want to touch up a bit on outsourcing. 
there are certain skills that we're not great at again. So this also comes down to monetizing certain services. So if you're someone now starting off in, in business and say, for example, you want to start a marketing company mm -hmm. and you don't know how to create, say, for example, you're working with a gym and the gym wants content marketing. Yep. They want a whole montage of a gym, people working out yep. and you don't know how to record it. You don't have a good camera. You hire somebody. It's exactly. Hire knowledge. They pay you $500. You go find someone that knows what they're doing. Shoot them 300 it. You pocket $200. That's what's that's what outsourcing is. And then in the back end of the whole monetizing process, you create a system where, for example, someone is cold calling businesses, someone else is emailing them back and forth. You know, you could, and there are tools out there like Zapier is a great one, mm -hmm. helps you pretty much automate the whole process with the leads you have or the people you're working with. Slack is really good. Yep. So text, no text message. We actually use Slack a lot with yep. our employees. We basically tell them, look, at this time, every single day, we will hop on, make sure you, all of your questions and problems are ready. We answer them instead of having to go back and forth every few hours of the day when we're busy with their own tasks. Yeah, I say we desperately have a little more integration to go though. I feel like we're not 100% there, sure. but you know, we're, get, we're getting there, we're getting there to where things are fully automated. We still have a couple tasks we have to manage, for instance, like transfers, uh, financial stuff like that. You know, I take care of that. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I think we're, I think we're slowly getting uh, fully automated, so. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, guys, that pretty much covers it. Um, credit systemizing and outsourcing those are the three that if we learned at first would have saved us a lot of time and money and if you're watching this and you're just starting out look more in depth into those you know there are great sites such as fiverr and upwork that we still use to this day yep. you don't necessarily need to go hire someone that you know go ahead and go on those websites there are people that have their work the prices are good there are people living overseas that do it for cheaper and better exactly cheaper and better and potentially even the same job as someone that would do here for 15 to 20 dollars an hour because we live in california yeah minimum wage is pretty high yeah it's 15 dollars in san francisco so it's tough. We'll so yeah, pricey we hope you guys enjoyed this video go ahead and like leave a like subscribe leave a comment of what you thought about this video again our instagram platforms are in the description below feel free to dm us and connect with us see what we have to offer to each other and yeah we'll see you guys in the next one hope you enjoyed see you next video